Jones, another intro. That's right, the great Joe Jacklin, the Sarge. All the great work uh, he does, uh, especially on that TV show on YouTube. Very appropriate, we'll tell you that. Uh, about that, talk about the YouTube uh, channel uh, show that Joe does uh, regarding uh, the Gilgo uh, investigation. Of course, he's the best-selling author of the Cold Case Handbook. Uh, and uh, we wait for another round of that as we welcome in the Sarge, Joe Jacklone, sir. A added edition, a special edition of your appearances. We appreciate you here on an MLK Day. And, of course, the news uh, over the weekend, Joe, regarding indictment number four, and that would be for the alleged killer in the Gilgo investigation of the three already. That would be Rex Yorman. Expecting Riverhead tomorrow. We're getting out. We all thought, you know, listen, it was a slam dunk. And the grand jury, combing through all the evidence and everything else, has made their decision, my friend, as far as tomorrow. Yeah, it sounds like it's uh, it's going to happen. And remember, Rex was supposed to have a court date on February 6th, so they're bringing him in early. So this is, I, I think it is bigger than people anticipate. And I th- I do think that the rumors, I guess there's still rumors out there that the that Maureen Brainerd Barnes' case is going to be added to his docket. But I think it's a little more than a rumor when you start looking at the extra dates and everything else that's going on. So, you know, it's the, the family. He's been waiting a long time for justice, and and there's so many more victims that still need to be addressed in this case. And, you know, I think, like you said, Jay, it's a long time coming. We've been waiting for this for a while. And information had leaked out right before Christmas, right? No question about it. Of course, you know, it's about connecting the dots. Joe, you got Bill Troff, you got the McNamee and the Tangretti murders that uh, he's locked up for. Maybe a tie-in here. You and I texting about this, and and, and in essence, you know, the district attorney of Suffolk County, Ray Tinney, uh, doing his due diligence, by the way, with us, 8 o'clock on Wednesday morning. But all in all, they have been working very hard, thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of evidence. Uh, taken from the Massapequa Park home, if you remember the ransacked home way back, and it uh, takes time in order to kind of connect those dots in a big way. But you know this district attorney who has done his due diligence does it well. Certainly uh, doesn't come to the forefront unless he has something. Yeah, and I think the district attorney, Tierney, has done a great job so far. He's led this case down. I mean, he is the, the focal point now on this case for so many reasons. One, he's going to prosecute it himself. There's no police commissioner, so he is the, he is the individual that is going to be looked at squarely uh, for this case. I think just from the evidence that they've had alone, I mean, they have a pretty strong case with the forensics and the DNA as far as I'm concerned, you know, and that's only, I think, a quarter of the percent of evidence that we that we know of, right? Because we still haven't heard of the search warrant dumps, like you mentioned, whether it was from his house or from the storage facility that, we, you know, we don't really... Um, talk about, but there is, uh, there's probably testing going on in a lot of these things, right? So maybe there's some forensic stuff going on, ballistics tests we know too, and a lot of things. So it's, um, I, I think it's going to get interesting from here on in, in regards to this case, because remember, yeah, he, they got him, I think, solidly for the four. What happens with the other cases? I think, you know, we're, we're still waiting on Peach's identification, which I, I think that they have, all right? I mean, it's, that's been going on since October of 2021, I believe. So I think they know who that is. So there's there's a lot of news coming out, but I think they're doing this in little bunches. You know, they got Rex for four, allegedly, and now they're going to prosecute him on those four, and then I think they'll take a di- deep dive into the other cases. But I think now they push forward with these four. No question. The Sarge with us, Joe Jacklone, with the expected indictment number 
number four. Rex Yerman uh, will be in Rivet. The alleged killer already uh, in play as far as the other three are concerned. Marie Breda Barnes, the 25-year-old from Connecticut. The, she was really the first them found, Joe. If you remember, she last seen alive, I think, in Manhattan. You go back to year 2007 there, but the uh, remains uh, bound with a distinctive belt embossed with those initials uh, held up by uh, the past commissioner of the department back then. Remember Geraldine Hart during the headlights? That whole thing was for eight minutes as she held up this belt with the initials WHHM, whatever you kind of recall here. And uh, Tierney, you know, first publicly linked her death to uh, an interview he did, but those images of which Suffolk released during that time in 2020, you know, maybe an attempt to drum up investigative tips uh, in the case. They upped the reward and everything else, but certainly one of three belts used to bind this woman, according to Tierney, Brandon Bond such. Yeah, I know. I mean, when that belt first thing came out, I was kind of like not very excited about it. Uh, I thought that there was other evidence that they could have released or other information, but turns out that it is pretty significant. We know that there is uh, at least this belt, and then there's another belt with that, you know, with the tip of it cut off, which could have been the initials again. So there's just a little bit of an interesting part there. You know, listen, when we get this information, we take a look at it, we try to piece things together, and you know, sometimes I'm wrong on, on certain things, right? So I was wrong about the belt back then, and the belt is going to play a significant role in this case for Maureen Brainerd Barnes, and, and hopefully her family gets the justice that they've been looking for. Yep, no question. Sarge with us. The analysis of uh, Rex Yorman now in play for the death of 25-year-old then Maureen Brainerd Bonds. You know, Joe, you go back, the cheek swab, they had to do that a couple of times, match the profile that authorities who were surveilling this guy developed the pizza crust that thrown out in the garbage can in Manhattan, use a napkin that allegedly was discarded as well. And, you know, this uh, this DNA, which you so do so well in the cold case handbook, you know, where you focus in on these nuances technology-wise. But this DNA profile developed uh, from the, those items. You know, you couldn't be, you, you couldn't have it excluded as a match to a hair that was found in the, you know, the bottom of the burlap used to restrain, transport the remains of one of those girls, one of the victims there. So, you know, it kind of all adds up. You know, today's day and age, you get these types of results so quick, and it seems like a long time. But, you know, you got to comb through the evidence and everything else. But the technology, as you write in that book, is is so in play as part of the equation and to getting a result. Yeah, no, the technology is changing so quickly. And when you're looking at a situation, and this is what I'm really going to be focused in on, uh, hopefully that the district attorney has a presser tomorrow and explains it. Because if you remember, they said that the DNA was degraded on the Maureen Brainerd Barnes case more so than the others. And they needed to require additional testing outside of the lab. So it's going to be interesting to see what... Was that testing was, uh, you know, who did the testing, what, what what that testing was, because this could be another forensic breakthrough that we find. Because if you remember, like you said, I think she said Maureen Brainerd Bonds was missing since 2007. So she was there the longest of the Gilgo Four. So that could be a very good reason why that the DNA samples left behind on her were degraded. You know, the issue that comes down to is, you know, not only do I talk about those, that kind of forensic techniques, but also about how they even got the abandonment sample, right? And how that's legal. If you, it's called an abandonment sample for a reason. 
that when you discard something, it is no longer yours, and the police can come and take it and test it. So it, there's a lot of things that uh, came into play here. Uh, Procedurally-wise, everything looks pretty good, just from what we know, right? We only know what they tell us. But, you know, for somebody who never thought we'd even get this far, it's kind of exciting. No doubt about it. No question about it. And still so many questions, too. So many oh, questions, Joe. I, and that's why I think this is going to be one of those years. And I still think, and you and I, I think, are in agreement. You talk about twists and turns and everything else in a case so magnified as far as the mystery and everything else, certainly you know, national proportions here. But I truly believe there is still more stuff to come out here. Maybe not alone as far as Yerman, if he acted that way. Maybe in unison, there's still questions regarding the death of Shannon Gilbert. We had John Ray, leading attorney, on last week. He was doing a symposium, by the way, at St. John's College come the 30th of month, such. But there's so many questions, you know, so many questions still that have to be unraveled and uh, and you know, kind of as as you put the pieces of this puzzle together, you know, maybe maybe we get some answers. Well, I'm hoping that um, whoever the new police commissioner comes in has the same drive and initiative as we saw Rodney Harrison have. And like, like I said, don't say okay, wait, we 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 have Gilgo four, it, it's done. Let you know we're not going to be able to solve the other cases. Let's move on to other things. Like, I hope that's not the plan that going forward because there is a lot of stuff now to work on. Now that you have a suspect, you have his DNA, and now you need to start combing through all these other cases and reaching out to these labs that can do these advanced forensic techniques. You just never know at this point. So it's like you said, Jay, there's, I always wait for the other shoe to drop, right? There's something else going to happen. I think we're going to get another uh, twist in this case or, you know, in 2024 sometime. I'm not going to make a, a guess, but I think that there is going to be more information about this case definitely moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and we will await Joe Jacqueline. Of course, you hear him every Friday morning with us. As far as the crime report, Joe, of course, uh, does that uh, great show on YouTube. So appropriate with all in play right now. As far as the Gilgo investigation, you can search on the YouTube channel. As far as Joe Jacqueline and all he does there, and of course, best-selling author of the Cold Case Handbook. Joe, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Look forward to talking with you on Friday, my friend. Sounds like a plan, Jay. I'll talk to you soon.